Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now Between the Mats. Welcome to Between the Mats. I am Matt McJunkins. Along across the table from me is the Matt Wilcox. Matt, how you doing today? I'm good, Junk. What's going on? Man, all I know is that it's almost time for football to start. Getting closer every day. It is. You know, this week we're doing 5A. Kind of a big thing for me and you being Greenbrier Panther guys. Right. Uh, man, and, and 5A is just one of the absolute best classifications for football in Arkansas because there's so much talent. Yeah, you know, last year we, we talked about it a bunch. It was 5A was one of our favorites, not just because we're from Greenbrier and we have a vested interest, but it's just the parity in this league from top to bottom is, is very good. You know, 5A and 4A both, it just to me that's, that's two of my favorite classifications. Mine too, and you know, I, I referred to that, and we'll get to this next week, but that 4A conference down there in Southwest Arkansas is the SEC yeah. of, of the 4A. Right. Just because there's so many powerhouses all together, uh, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll talk about one of the coaches in 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 this week uh, who spent some time down there and yeah. was real successful. But uh, you know, we're we're, we're going to go over the West today. We're going to go over the South today. Right. Uh, we know a lot about the West because we that's where we live. Sure. Uh, but we we've learned a little bit about the South <laughs> because that's where we've had to go. You know, it's funny because it's to tell of two different whole styles of football. Right. Up there, you got a more uh, a more I don't know if you'd say discipline, maybe more of a spread it out, usually uh, more of a control, whereas down there, you know, you see teams like Magnolia uh, just put a bunch of darn athletes on the field. And uh, now, granted, they got to be disciplined to run sure. the flex bone. Yeah. But uh, just, just out, just, just putting so much speed on the field that you just can't keep up and some big old boys too oh you know, yeah you know fairview last year their line was massive and so yeah you look at teams like texarkana, texarkana yeah. magnolia i mean they're it's a different brand of football for sure but uh yeah we'll get started with the west um you know we've so far this season we've broke broken down 7a and 6a we're bringing you 5a in two episodes this week uh, like Junk said, we'll start with the West and South, and then the next episode will be the Central and the East. So last year, the West, we had uh, no surprise, Harrison, the Golden Goblins. They uh, they took another conference championship last year for, I believe, their third or possibly we'll say fourth, maybe. fourth in a row. Yeah, Keyline got three, I guess, didn't he? I think so. But, you know, Harrison was – they were – Definitely a, a really good football team last year. I think you'll hear a coach talk about maybe not the most talented football team that right. Harrison's had in the last few years, but they were just scrappy. And, and Keelan was just a football player. I mean, he just Certainly. made plays and found ways to win. But they, they won conference last year, went 11-2, and 6-0 and in the conference, and then lost to a very talented Little Rock Christian team in the semis. Moralton finished up in second place in a tie for second last year with uh, Greenbrier, but they got the nod. They got the two seed uh, due to head-to-head competition. They finished six and five overall, four and two in conference play. Lost to Texarkana in the playoffs there. Yeah, and then you know they lost to Clarksville right there at the end of the season too. That wasn't it, Clarksville. I'd have to go. I think it was. Yeah, I'd have to go back. Uh, But you know that was really that's what made it a tie across the conference. Yeah. But uh, you know we we watched Greenbrier play there last year and uh, just let it slip away. Really had a chance to win that game yeah that's right Greenbrier finished uh as a three seed from the west last year had a had a good bounce back season for missing the playoffs the the year before the only time other than Tribble's first year uh, that Greenbrier had missed the playoffs so really good to see the Panthers bounce back they went seven to five four and two in conference um went down and beat well actually beat Brooklyn at home last season the first round and then went to Magnolia and uh Man, saw a bunch. Of, track me. Saw a bunch of points scored last year at Magnolia. Uh, I think we scored fifty five, and they scored seventy six. Six, I, I think so. Yeah. So yeah, and a lot of exciting parts coming back for Greenbrier. That senior class um, is going to be special this year. So really excited to see them back this year. So we've got actually an interview with head coach Randy Tribble that we will go to right now. 
Yeah, let's uh, let's kick uh, kick it over here to Coach Tribble's interview, and and uh, we'll we'll be back in just a second. And we're live here on between the mats. We are live with Coach Randy Tribble at the Greenbrier, the head coach of the Greenbrier Panthers. Coach Tribble, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Good to hear from you guys. It's good to hear from you too, Coach. You know, I've known you for quite a while. What what year is this for you at, at, at Greenbrier? Thirteen, fourteen. Coming on fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, and 14 I played. Season. I played for you back in the, on the black in the black and gold back two thousand one to two thousand five, and now I've got uh, kids that play for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still around, still doing it. I'm having a blast too. Good, I'm, good. And I'm counting on this being one of the most fun years ever right here. How about that? That's hey, awesome. We think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Coach, uh, you've, you've obviously had great success here at Greenbrier, and you, you've turned that program around when you took over. If you would, just talk to us a little bit about the challenges that you faced when you took that program over and kind of some of the obstacles you, you've overcome and, and where you have the program now. Well, you know, uh, when, when I got here, I, I really didn't know a whole lot about the history other than they hadn't won many games before, but uh, – you know, all, all I know is to get to work, you know, love on the kids and get to work and and uh, and coach them and get, and get good people working with you, you know. And I, I felt like we uh, we had a good staff right from the start. It took a little while to, to get, it, get it going. But, you know, we just we just tried to, you know, make them love football and work real hard at it and work and, and love working at it and, uh, you know, just try to coach them up and, and make them know you like them and love them and care about them and and uh, you know I, I I wake up and it's been 14 years you know <laughs> and we've done and we've done done some good things but um, you know I, it's just you know we had a bunch of people good really good football coaches and, and guys that are willing to work you know they don't they don't have a time clock or when they need to go home it's been like that right you know right from the beginning I. I would tell my coaches, okay, let's meet down here Saturday morning about 8. And I'd get there at 8, and I'd be the last one to get there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just the kind of people I've had working with me and the kids have, kids have bought in and, and uh, just trying to just trying to kind of adapt football-wise with what your kids allow you to do and what people are trying to do to you and and uh, just, just, you know, really enjoy that part of it and have coaches that enjoy that part of it and, and just get to work, you know, and, and try to not to, not to work so hard and so long, so much that it that it runs too many people off. But 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 try to do the right things and and work real, you know, work real hard and work real smart and see how good we can get. And that's what we've been doing for 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 14 years, you know. And it's, it's sure been it's sure been fun and a blessing to me and and my wife being here and being a part of it. Coach, uh, you know, one thing I'm, I've always been certain of is is uh, how much you do care about the, about the kids. And, 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 you know, I knew that from my time. I, my, my dad tells a story sometimes, and, and it's really meant something to him and, and to me too. But when uh, uh, it was my sophomore year and I tore my ACL uh, in spring ball, and it just so happened when I – when I went to uh, get the MRI, or when the MRI came back, it was spring break, and I was up there in Cersei, and, and we went by the field house, and Coach Tribb was there, and uh, and we went in, and and, and you, you walked up, and we started talking, and, and I told you that that it, it was uh, that the MRI came back, the ACL was torn. Well, Coach Tribb tears up a little bit. Well, then I tear up a little bit. Then my dad tears up a little bit. So we're all pretty emotional, but you know, it, it means a lot to know that. Your kids mean something to you. Well, well, they do. You know, if you don't, if you're in it just for wins and losses, you know, no, that's that's pretty shallow. You know, and uh, you love you love kids that love the game and and love working at it. You know, you love all of them, but those guys that you know just lay it on the line for you and their teammates every day. You know, then it, then for it to be taken from them for a while, you know, that's, that's, that's the worst thing about the game, you know, and so that, that hurts when, when that, when that happens and you, and you really hurt for, a, you really hurt for a, a guy like the situation where you were in where, where, you know, it, it, you get, you get a year 
or a bunch of a, a big part of a year taken from you know that that hurts and and uh, I, I I love the game enough that I can put myself in those players' shoes and know you know know how that feels and you know, that's a that's a really really downer and that's the the worst thing you know the worst thing that happens in the in the game is for somebody to get hurt in, in this. Don't have to have surgery and, and all that kind of stuff. So absolutely, but, but uh, you know, that's just that's just uh, loving the game and loving the kids. You know, you you hate but you hate to see them hurt. You really do. Well, coach, you've got kind of a, a unique situation, if you will, with uh, having such a. a great player like Neil Bartram coming through the program and, and the success that he had and then going on to play Division One college football. But now he's back at his alma mater and, and coaching under you. So talk to us a little bit about Neil and, and what that means to have him back in the program. Well, it, it is. It's, it's awesome to look around and, and uh, you know, to be at the point in, in, that I am in my career and been coaching so long and, and then see, uh, of course, Coach Moreland played for me, you know, back when Matt did. Yeah, that's my old roommate. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, uh, you know, Coach Buchanan, who just ended his coaching career, you know, and and looks like he's as old as me. You know, I coached him too, so you know, I'm really old, <laughs> and I coached him too. So, but you know, look see, look over there, and there's Neil and and Reed, and and get to talk to them, and how much they love Greenbrier football. And how much they they you know love coaching just just like all of us do you know it's man it's just a, a really neat feeling I just got off the phone with Reed me and him talking special team stuff and I did a little research and and the way I research special teams is I call my son at Harding call Luke <laughs> and and ask him a question and I and I, he, he's special teams coordinator there and he's full of He's full of information. So then, then, then Reed spent 30 minutes up here before, after everybody left this morning, talking special teams. And we, we had something on our mind. I said, I'll call Luke <laughs> and see so and get his philosophy and his approach on this. And, and then me and Neil, you know, we are, we are talking, you know, offensive football all the time and little things we need to do and little things we could, uh, little concepts we want to, we need to do better at or we, we want to put in and and it's just a you know it's a neat situation you know neil and i of course he was he was a big part in, in that class neil and mm-hmm. he was a big part of of us you know getting this greenbrier program turned around you know and uh uh neil and i when he was getting recruited we went you know i actually went and stayed and him went and stayed at SMU three days because his parents couldn't go at a time, so I went with him. So, uh, uh, you know, we've, we've had a lot of memories together, and and it's just awesome working with him. You know, he understands the total offensive football and pass protection and, and the whole thing. So, so great for a for a young guy, and uh, it's, it's just a, a blessing to – to have those two guys on on the staff and as smart and as hardworking as they are, and the, the, their passion to to learn and and uh, you know help the kids to be the best they can be is just really special. So so it, it's an it's an awesome deal. Coach, uh, I'll, I'll ask this because I know Wilcox probably doesn't doesn't want to, <laughs> but uh, you uh, you got a, a pretty special group of kids this year. You got a special quarterback in Cooper, and yeah, I sure and, do. And and just, you know, I think anybody that's uh, involved in some way or another with the program knows has a really good feeling about this this season and and how special it really can be. Yeah, we we, uh, you know, I just I just get more excited about it all the time. You know, I I I thought this would. Uh, this could be a, a special group, but uh, all, all along. But you know, I, I, I see it coming together. You know, our skill guys. You know, we've got more speed than we've ever had, and you know, in my time. And, and I would, I would doubt if anybody had a group of skill guys as fast or as good as uh, as we have right now. And the thing is, you know, we we have a fast guy every now and then, but right now we've got. You know, hope three or four of them that I think if they were the only one, they would be the fastest 
<laughs> one of the fastest guys we've ever had. That's you know, right. You've got, you got McElhaney that's probably the fastest guy that's ever been at Greenbrier. We run 10, 8, 900 meters as a sophomore, mm. run 441 and 447 at summer camps. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's big time, big time speed. He, you know, he's out there at receiver and then strike is just a, uh, hair faster than him. In fact, the other day we did some 20 yard sprints, uh, against a partner and him and McElhaney. I ran there. I think, I think we ran five. It was just true speed work with, you know, getting the rest in between and strike and McElhaney were, you know, one of them was winning by, six or eight inches i mean it was just their <laughs> chest a little bit in front and uh you know for for that and now McElhaney can open up and top ends a little more than strike but but uh you know strike's an extremely fast player uh, jacob mathis has great speed for a guy that's 190 pounds right you know and can block like he does and and everything he he really has awesome awesome speed too and uh you know, can can really catch the football and block and just is the is, is, if I could draw up a, what we want play in our Y position, it would you know Jacob Mathis is it. And uh, he's just uh, a football player, it seems. You know, yeah, he's a football player. And I'll tell you this, and me and Matt talked about this. Is there's good and bad. There's a good and bad at it. Is that he's becoming a really good linebacker. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And I'm I'm happy about it, and at the same time I'm cried. We got to get somebody else to play linebacker with him because I'm, I've you know a bunch of times like like Hewitt, you know I tell you know we let him rest on offense and play defense all the time, and you know Ryan Bernard was a great player for us a couple of years back, and the same thing with him. He'd rest on offense and and play all the time on defense, and he, we were a lot better when he was on offense too. But I told him, I said, Mathis, he's on deep offense all the time, and you, we rested him on defense. <laughs> but uh, he's played so well at linebacker in the team camps this summer when we've had some guys missing. And it's, in a way, it's been good because we've had to play people at different places, and we've always thought Mathis was an outside linebacker, and we played him an inside backer. And, man, he just he just took off, and they said, and always before he act like he really didn't want to play linebacker. Now all of a sudden he loves playing inside inside linebacker. You know he's a wide receiver and he wants to play inside linebacker. But man, he he made some plays in some team camps. Let's go. I guess we got to let him play some defense. He's that he's going to be that good. He's going to make it make a difference for us. But then you know he and then the fourth starting wide receiver is is Reed Nixon and he's the he has looked so quick and explosive this summer. Now he he can't run four four one or anything, but he is really quick and runs the awesome pass routes in and out of out of breaks. But they're really special. Our O line is is a work in progress. Uh, we've got you know we've got three new starters on it, but they get they're better every time out, and uh, we just can't get anybody hurt on either line. Right. Because we we got the minimal amount of, of 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 players, but but they're really they're really coming with uh, Josh Robinson and Dustin Hall providing the leadership there. And, but they they they're getting better. They just uh, they just you know need reps together, and uh, so so that the team camps and stuff have been good for us on that. But defensively, we, our defensive front is still a work in progress. We've got Jeremy Park, you know. Is, is a, a returning guy there, and he's big, strong, 285 guy now, and and uh, he's going to have a great he's going to have a great year, and and uh, we we moved Gabe Rowe from linebacker to the deep defensive end, and uh, and that's going to help us, and and uh, we've got to, you know we've got some other things going on at the other DN, but Jacob Hargrave is is a guy that's going to be a junior that that uh it's going to play there some we may we may pay an old lineman over there a little bit too but uh but they're, they're really coming our linebacker crew you know hewitt and uh dawson spencer they're kind of the returning guys with a with a bunch of bunch of experience and then we've got a uh, jacob mathis and and uh 
Worthy and Eli Weaver are, are all uh, uh, Clark Coates and Charlie Check. Those guys are all, you know, trying to trying to finish out that spot, and a lot of those guys will play. But uh, you know, we just just feel like we got a chance to 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 be special, and and uh, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll just keep getting closer and closer together, and and, uh, and we'll just keep getting better. And by the time conference gets here we'll be real tough and then by the time the playoffs gets here we'll we'll shock a bunch of people this is is my plan i agree coach i think that's i think that's exactly what we all think is going to happen and and we look forward to it matt do you have anything yeah no i, I, I didn't mention our quarterback oh, oh yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't mention him but but uh, you know one 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 thing we've got there in the quarterback position plus of course he's 190 something pounds now he's he he runs some four sixes at some camp, but he's and and, and can can throw the football, but uh, really well, and has you know he has a lot of experience. But he is he is a running threat that we haven't had at quarterback. And and uh, if you're from a you talk to defensive coordinators, having a you know having a quarterback that can run just adds. A, you know, a whole a whole another dimension to a, to an offense. So with the speed we have, with Hewitt, Spencer, and some other guys playing running back, as well as as Coop being able to throw and run it, I just I think we're offensively it's going to be pretty special. I agree, and, Coach, and, and I, you know, I really do. You know, Harrison's kind of had had the the conference wrapped up the last three or four years. They're, they've got a great program up there, and they they always field a good team. Um, you know, I look for us to to maybe clip them this year, but uh, and then Valonia, of course, is always a big game for us. But a couple of teams that that I think are going to be better this year, of course, Farmington got Coach Eldridge up there, and they've yep. already had some steam building. And then I think Clarksville is going to be better as well. But talk to us a little bit about the conference and who you think that we need to look out for this year. Well, I, I would I would just kind of echo the things you were saying there. You know, that Clarksville's just been really deep. I mean, uh, Harrison's been really deep and has had a, a good run of athletes and, and uh, you know, had, had a lot of depth, a lot of guys that could play in the line, and they've had junior high teams that uh, I think they lost one this year, but I think that's the that's the first junior high game they've lost in a while. So I, I, I expect them to still be still be good and right there right there knocking on, on the door. Uh, you know, I, I think Bologna's – is, is kind of like us and that they've got a, you know, they had a junior team last year, like, like we did. I had a lot of juniors and, and, uh, I know, I know they're expecting to be, uh, be pretty good. I, I know, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you on, on, on Farmington. I think they will, they will, uh, make a move. I don't, I don't know exactly. I know they lost some good seniors like most of us, but, but I know Coach Eldridge will, will get them, uh, focused at a, at a different level and they, they will, you know they will start uh, changing and 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 being a better better program. I know uh, we're we're kind of the same way. My coaching staff and I are. You know, Clarksville's a a different kind of animal uh, that you have to you have to defend the kind of offense they run. And I know their best player last year was a sophomore, right? Or one of their best players last year was a sophomore. That uh, you know, a really good sized kid with a lot of a lot of speed. And I know they uh, have, they've got a lot of those linemen and, and people coming back. So. Uh, I, I would expect them to beat somebody that people aren't used to uh, them them beating. Right. Uh, Alma, you know, was coming on a, a little bit at the end of the year. I, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what kind of athletes they've got coming back, but uh, you know, I think everybody in our league is is really well coached and is going to get better. I don't I don't know much about P Ridge since we didn't even we didn't even end up playing them last year but sure. that's a, that's another one that's kind of a question mark you know a little bit of question mark to me but i, I expect us to to uh, i think it's it's time we get us another another conference championship and and it's not going to be easy and me saying it's not you know it's, it's, it's sure it's going to be a lot harder than me saying it but i just <laughs> think uh, we're going to have a, a special group and uh, uh and it's it's, uh, things are going to go well for us, and and uh, we've we got the kind of kids that are going to fight and fight and fight, and, and uh, I think good things are good things are going to happen. Well, Coach, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, of course, you know we wish you nothing but the best of luck. I'm I'm pulling for you, and 
of course, I've got a little bit of vested interest in in the program. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think I think you do have a special group of seniors this year, and, and they they're really close, and they've got a, a really tight knit group, which always helps. And so we wish you nothing but the best of luck and, and best of success this year. And thank you for your time. All right, I appreciate you guys and, and what y'all do. Thanks, Coach. For, for us, all right. We talk to you soon, Coach. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right, bye bye. And there you have it, Coach Tribb. Always, uh, always a positive guy. Always a, a, a compassionate. You know, cares a lot about the kids. Uh, is it? You know, he's been there a while. He's been in football. I meant to pick at him about it, but he's one of those that's been been playing. When he played, they folded their helmets up and put it in their back pockets when they went home. You know, uh, but Coach Tribble's been around a while. Uh, love him. He's a great guy and. Uh, I think that they've got a real special opportunity this year to uh, to really make some noise. You know, absolutely, Matt. I'm of course, my son being the quarterback, I think they're going to score lots of points this year. But not just because of that, because I think, like Coach Tribble alluded to, that that this receiving core is. I mean, they're special. They're super fast. They're super quick. They got good hands all throughout the, you know, all four positions. And so then you bring a running back like Nick Hewitt uh, back to the backfield, who's just a bulldog. And um, I just think offensively, if we can sure up that O line, yeah, we're going sure. to be hard to stop. But a uh, great interview. Coach Tribble is a he's a fantastic guy. Kids love him, and uh, he's done a great job there at Greenbrier. It's going to be fun to see Cooper Wilcox, uh, you know, throw the ball this year, and and also see him and uh, and Austin Myers both being on different competitor, you know, or, or uh, uh, the rival teams, right. also, but played in in the Elite One Hundred series this summer. Both of them, sure. and, uh, both of them are very very talented and uh, going to get a lot of offers. I think. Uh, to play at the next level. Yeah. Well, you know, Cooper and Austin have become really good friends throughout yeah. the year. They've been playing against each other since third grade. Yeah. So, yeah. It's uh, wee. Yeah. They've, they've, they've become really good friends and, uh, it'll be fun to see them compete on the field this year. Hopefully they'll stay healthy. Of course, you know, yeah, we missed Austin last year. That's right. So that'll bring us into our next, uh, team in the West, which is Valonia. The Eagles finished in the fourth place seed last year, had a good season, went, lost some close ball games. Um, one to Greenbrier at the goal line where Greenbrier made a, a goal line stand there towards the end of the ball game. Wouldn't expect anything less in that rivalry. And then lost a close one to Harrison. Um, but Valonia had a good season, 6-5, and 3-3 three and three in conference. That senior class as well, um, I watched them grow up, coached against them all the way through Pee Wee, and that group of seniors is, is really, really yeah. talented. They are. Cannon Bartlett, um, of course, Austin Myers, as we, as we talked about earlier, um, they've just got a lot of special players over there in this class. Seth Kirk, yeah. um, Jamison Heisley, they're just really loaded with talent. We were going to try to catch up with Coach Langroy and, and couldn't couldn't uh, make it happen today, but uh, we'll we'll catch up with him later in the season. Yeah, absolutely. Up next is in the fifth place spot last year was Farmington, the Cardinals. They were five and six on the season two and four uh, in conference play. Uh, you know, Junk, we went to Farmington last year. It was cold, but the facilities were top-notch. And they've got a new head coach this year. Right. <laughs> Let me tell you something real quick about Farmington. You know, my man Clint, yeah. he's eight. Um, Farmington's his favorite place to play to a football game. <laughs> I bet it is now. You know why? Because <laughs> they serve Chick-fil-A <laughs> at the concession stand. Oh, yeah. And so he's like, Dad, he said the other day, he's like, can't wait to go back to Farmington. I said, why, son? He said, I said, it's a long ways up there. Yeah, it's nice, but it's a long way. He said, yeah, but they serve Chick-fil-A. <laughs> like, you can't get it in Conway. Right, right. <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah, Coach J.R. Eldridge was uh, was nice enough to take some time out of his day to uh, interview with us and talk to us about the new challenge he has there at Farmington. And uh, we're going to go listen to that interview with Coach Eldridge right now. All right, we're live here on Between the Mats with Coach J.R. Eldridge. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing excellent. Appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. Coach Eldridge is up there in Farmington. Uh, Coach, you got some of the nicest facilities I've ever been to up there in, in, in uh, Farmington. i tell you what, the uh, man, the administration here, they really, uh, they really did it right uh, when they planned these facilities and then uh, we're able to get them get them built. Um, 2019, they put them in, and and uh, man, it's unbelievable. Um, 
just uh, just a great place to go to work every single day. And I tell our kids on a daily basis, uh, look, don't take these things for granted because most people, uh, most high school uh, players don't get this every day. Uh, so let's be thankful. Let's show up every day and let's get to work in this place. That's right, Coach. And and I, I do uh, some of the broadcasting on the, the TV for uh, for Greenbrier. So last year was my first year to, get to be there in the press box. And let me tell you, those people will spoil you. <laughs> Talk about hospitality. They were stuffing food down us, which is not hard to do with me. I'm pretty easy to stuff food down. But, uh, they, you know, it was funny because we looked out over – we could, across the field was the Greenbrier fans, and they were it was cold and windy, and they were all huddled up. And we were up there in short sleeves eating uh, jambalaya. <laughs> oh, it was so good. And, uh, man, just really a great place to go play football. Um, man, it, it it really is, and that's that's one of the things that that really has impressed me about uh, living living in Farmington and getting to know the people here. Uh, the people have just uh, you know supporters, just really uh, welcomed myself, my family, um, and I'm so thankful for that. And uh, been able to build some relationships with people in the community, and it's just a great community to be in. Coach, you've uh, of course anybody that that's an Arkansas high school football fan like my, like myself and and Matt are of course that's the reason we started this podcast knows the name J.R. Eldridge. You've you've built a, an incredible reputation for coaching uh, football in this state. And what did you win three three state titles in Arkadelphia? Is that right? Uh, we won two, two. Uh, won two two state titles uh, in Arkadelphia, yes, sir. And then uh, had a year there, a great successful season at North North Little Rock. And then, of course, unfortunately for me, since I've got a son that plays at Greenbrier, uh, saw that you took the job at Farmington. But uh, you know, Farmington's one of those communities that it just seems like they're they're building steam and the program's really growing. Talk to us a little bit about the culture you're going to try to instill up there at Farmington and keep continue to keep it going. Well, I just uh, the the biggest thing for me is just uh, you know we want to we want to be a team that that really exemplifies uh, six characteristics. We want to we want to have respect. We want to we want to uh, to really be committed to what we're doing. We want to believe in each other, uh, believe in ourselves, believe in our coaches, and then we want to be vicious, violent, relentless. Uh, and that's uh, and when I say that, you know. Uh, people a lot of times have a negative connotation of, of violence, but uh, but what we want to do is is we want to attack our responsibilities. We want to do it with excessive force, and we want to do it over and over and over again. Uh, so those are kind of the six principles that we we base our program on, um, you know. And hopefully, our kids are showing up every single day to to really just make a positive difference in each other's lives and then compete for and win conference and state championships. And that's, that's the standard that we want to set. And we'll talk about that stuff uh, every day, uh, you know, and, and, and then we want our training, we want our practices, we want everything that we do to kind of live up to those standards. And, and so uh, that's kind of what we build our, our football culture around Man, I'm so thankful for uh, for a group of guys who really uh, they've just done a great job ever since I've, I've been in Farmington of just showing up every day and really uh, trying to do what they're coached to do and do it at a, as, at a high level and as hard as they can. So I'm thankful to be here and uh, thankful that I'm, I'm able to uh, to have a group of guys that have really received the culture uh, that I'm trying to instill in our football program. Coach, uh, we we spoke to Coach Sandifer a couple weeks ago, and and he really just really talked about how great of a, a football coach and good good person you were, and and when and, and it's kind of funny to hear you talk about the culture you're trying to build. It was exactly kind of how he he echoed of of of, of uh, what he had experienced coaching under you, and that you know doing things the right way, and whether it's the COVID stuff, being being diligent uh, to do things to, to to take care of business, so that you uh, you're able to play or you're able to compete at a high level. Uh, so I, I I thought that said a lot about a guy that that uh, that leaves somewhere, and uh, the coach stepping up behind him speaks so highly of him. I'll tell you what, Randy Sanford, he is a top-notch uh, class act. Uh, you know, he, he really took me in and, and really did a great job of of trying to help me to be able to be successful there at, uh, at North Little Rock uh, so that we could really 
you know, present uh, a successful, uh, you know, situation for our players and, and uh, just an outstanding man. And so thankful I got to coach with him for, for a year. You know, I felt after, after I left, North Little Rock I felt like I had coached with him for 10 years <laughs> I felt like that's the type of relationship that we have built uh, you know so I'm so thankful that I got to meet him and um, and and also work with him well coach talk to us a little bit about this upcoming season and and some of the kids you've got coming back on this team and some of your expectations for for this year well you know I think uh, I think our players man they they they're really hungry um, and as, as shown by, uh, the way they're showing up, you know, offensively, um, we lost a lot of guys or, or the previous year, there, there was a bunch of guys up front, whether that's offensive line, defensive line, um, you know, uh, off of last year's team, a lot of graduates. Um, but, uh, I feel like we're gonna, we're gonna be able to, um, to build our culture into our, to our guys coming up. We've got, uh, we'll have some younger guys on offense, uh, but we've got uh, a returning offensive tackle, Jackson Beaudry, who's really stepped up in a leadership role for us offensively on the offensive line. Uh, also, Mason Dooley's done a great job for us. Um, and uh, and then we've got a, a guy that just absolutely loves football. He's going to be a rising sophomore. He's going to be a sophomore this next season, does a great job. Uh, at center for us, uh, Hunter Marshall. Um, we'll have a young quarterback uh, coming up, and we've also got uh, a, a senior leader uh, that uh, that's going to do a great job at, on offense for us that competed uh, for that quarterback spot, but we can use him at some other spots offensively, uh, Cameron Van Zant and Miles Harvey. Um, and then I feel like we've got some really good skilled players, Caden Elsick, Kanye Taylor in the backfield, uh, Devontae Donovan at wide receiver for us, Chase Brown at tight end. Uh, just uh, and, and then uh, we've got some some guys at slot re- receiver, uh, Peyton Funk, uh, Justin Logue, um, Tate Pickens, who's been injured, but I think he's going to be able to uh, to really do something for us as well. Lawson DeVault. Um, you know, I think uh, I think those guys have really done a great job spring football and. And I feel like they're going to uh, just continue to get better every day. And that's what we're looking for. On the defensive side of the ball, we've got, uh, again, uh, both both our offensive line, defensive line. Uh, you know, a lot of guys graduated. But uh, one of the – a really, really bright spot on our defensive line is Braden Bullington, who had an, an outstanding season last year. It'll be a great defensive end for us. Um, and then we've got uh, two juniors on the other side at defensive end. Uh, Carter Mode and uh, Scout Morrison, who are going to do a really good job, and then Dawson Triplett and uh, David Stepmeyer uh, at our defensive tackles are going to do a really good job. At linebacker, we've got uh, our Mike linebacker, Cooper Gardenhire. Uh, he's a returner that started last year. He's a sophomore last year. He'll be a junior. Uh, just a really hard-nosed football player. Um, and then we've got uh, we've got several outside linebackers that I feel like are going to really contribute. Uh, Cole Cantrell, uh, Zach Ralston, Andrew Disharoon, um, and, and then on the back end at, at corner and safety, uh, I feel like one of our quarterbacks of our defense is going to be Sam Wells. He's a multi-sport athlete. He plays basketball. So he's a great safety for us. Uh, his dad's a coach at, at a junior high, and. Uh, and then at, at corners, we've got uh, we've got some guys that I feel like have really stepped up in spring football and in the summer. Uh, Kyler Petrie, Walker McCumber, Chase Welkley, uh, those guys are really gonna gonna do a good job. And then another safety that we've got that I didn't mention uh, is Wyatt Powell, that has really just done a great job during the spring. Uh, excited about our kicker as well, Luis Zavala. He's gonna do a good job for us and. Uh, you know, I, I just think that our, our players have, have done a great job of trying to learn these systems, and hopefully we'll be able to continue to get better at them uh, as the summer goes on and, and through fall camp. Good deal. You tell you tell Cooper Gardenhire if, if his daddy will leave him alone that he could, might be a great football player one of these days. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> no. I'll tell you what, that kid, he will, he will absolutely bring uh, bring the wood when he's playing football. He's a He's a – 
uh, just a really great young man and, and does a great job on the field for us. Yeah, his daddy, his daddy graduated from Greenbrier. He's a few years older than me, so okay. I've, I've known him for a long time. Just giving him a hard time there. But, you know, looking back uh, last year at your team, uh, the, Kate Nelsick was a he was a special running back for you guys last year. Kid just runs the ball hard. He's not going to go down on the first hit, and you're bringing him back. And then uh, Devontae at receiver. You've got a couple pieces there that I know you can build upon, and you're excited about. Oh yeah, those those guys. And you know what's what's really special? I think is that they really have been able to uh, pick up a a leadership role on our football team and. Uh, you know, uh, Caden, I just feel like uh, he's got a chance to, to really run the ball well. And then obviously Devontae uh, at receiver just uh, he's got good hands. He's really fast. Uh, and he's a he's a tall, big body. So right. uh, I really like like what he's done for us so far. Well, Coach, that's awesome. I, I know that you're looking forward to uh... – to this 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 new this new deal you've got there this new culture not new culture you've had the same culture but uh this new scenery this new conference uh, you know a, a new a new challenge and and w- we look forward to to seeing you when you come to Greenbrier this year yes sir I'll, I'll look forward to that as well coach Treble does a great job over there and uh I've known him for a long time when I was coaching at Washita uh you know, he he did an excellent job at Harding, and then also he's done a an outstanding job at Greenbrier as well. So when were you uh, coach? Yeah, I, when I did love, you coach at Washita? Uh, let's see. I started GA in at Washita in two thousand one. I was a GA for a couple years there, and then uh, I was defense coordinator. I think seven, eight, no, eight, nine, and ten. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and two thousand ten. Uh, I was defense coordinator there, and then I took the Arkadelphia job um, after that. I played for Coach Tribble over at Harding from 01 through 05, so well, you you would have been a GA, I guess, whenever whenever I started over there. Yes, sir. Man, there's there's been some battles between Harding <laughs> and, and Washington. Oh, there always is. The Bible Belt. <laughs> well, Coach, we appreciate your time. We look forward to seeing you soon, and we wish you guys nothing but the best. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, you bet. Coach. You bet. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, Matt. I, I did not realize how much success he had had in his career. You know, I didn't know much about him until the North Little Rock gig. Right. Uh, I didn't realize that. I, I kept up with Nashville a lot in those those years where he was at Arkadelphia because Nashville had been so successful sure. up until then to where when, when Arkadelphia beat him that first time, it was like, whoa, Nashville's not supposed to lose down there. Right. And I think Billy Dawson was there at the time still mm-hmm. and uh, just come off of like three, two or three na- or state championships, a couple undefeated seasons. And then all of a sudden, Arkadelphia starts winning some ball games, and you're like, Arkadelphia? Yeah. I mean, you don't expect them to beat like Nashville, and right. not just that, but be top in the state. And then here you go and winning state championships, and uh, here they are. Got a darn heck of a program. Got another great coach who just came from an, a state championship <laughs> over at Cersei yeah. with Coach Shucker there. But yeah, so Coach Eldridge has been successful everywhere. He has. And I, I one thing I learned in this interview is I, I didn't realize he coached at OBU. I had, right, I had right. no idea. So he was actually the D.C. there for two or three years and then took the the Arkadelphia yeah. job. And, and man, that's when I really started learning about Coach Eldridge and, and learning a little bit about the culture that he builds. And, the, yeah. you know, he talked about the six points that they try to drive home to their players. And I think he's he's taken that culture and that, that blueprint every, yes. everywhere he's been. And you even heard Coach Sandiford at North Little Rock talk about what a great coach right. that he is. And that's saying a lot coming from a guy that's coached for 38 years. 38 years. And, and no telling how many coaches he's coached under. So That's right. Uh, to hear praise like that is, is big. And you could just hear it in Coach Eldridge's voice. I mean, yeah. You you can tell that his players will believe in him and and play for him. It sounds like listening to him that they're already buying in up there. That's right. I I, I meant to ask him, and I, whenever he said he mentioned OBU, I don't remember exactly what time what years he was there, but uh, Todd Cooley was down there for some off and on. Yeah, I won't say he was there a couple different times, but uh, I know Todd. He's from Nashville and a good family, and mm-hmm. and I played. It seems like I played against him two or three different times when he was coaching two or three different schools 
Gotcha. Because uh, he just kind of went through as, as, as an assistant, you know, go sure. from one to the next. And now I, I guess Todd's still the head coach at Delta State, didn't he? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but that would, I bet you they know each other from those days. Cool. All right, that'll bring us to our sixth seed last year in the West, which was Clarksville. Uh, Clarksville had some uh, injury problems last year, um, also ran into some COVID issues as well. But they uh, ended up bouncing back there towards the end of the season and had a had a good run there towards the end of the year. And I'll tell you what, that Clarksville bunch is going to be one that's going to it's going to be a tough tough out for anybody this year because of the style of offense they run. They've got some some pieces back. Uh, they were young last year, and, and they'll be they'll be tough to beat. They finished four and seven, two and four in conference, and so look out for the Panthers from Clarksville this year. Alma. Uh, uh, tradition-rich program there. The Airedales had a tough year last year, but also one of those teams that kind of started figuring it out towards the end of the season, had a new coach in place last year, and you could see them make an improvement game after game and came to Greenbrier last year and, and really – uh, was a dogfight, and, and Greenbrier was able to come out on top. But um, Alma, Alma made it a little made us a little nervous for the first half there. You know, they had that that backup quarterback coming there, and he yeah. looked like he was about seven foot. <laughs> he, he had a cannon, and yeah. I thought, man, this kid. I don't know who's been starting in front of him, but this kid's fixed to take somebody's job. Yeah. So Alma will be much improved this year, and then of course P Ridge finished the season one and seven last year and one and three in conference. Um, they they ran into some COVID issues and injury issues as well. Their first year up in five A, so I don't know a whole lot about P Ridge. We didn't get to play them last year. No, they to, really missed a lot of games. Yeah, due to COVID. So um, they'll actually come to Greenbrier this year, and so I'm looking forward to getting to watch them play. So that's your that's your rundown of the West for this year. We'll move over to the South, where you have the Lake side Rams projected to uh, win the conference this year. I saw Jared McBride over there, isn't it? It is. He's a scrapper. He is. And Razorback. And Hog. Yep. That's right. So uh, they're looking to – they've got them projected to repeat as conference champs as they finished on top last year at 7-4 and four, and 4-1 four and one in conference. Um, you know, this bunch – Junk is a little bit – I know a little bit about them just because of their quarterback situation. And, and Cooper's he's, – he's camped with this kid a bunch, and they've gone to a lot of the same – he used to train with Sterner. And so uh, this will be his first year to start as a senior. But the kid's super talented. He's 6'4", left-handed, about 220, 230, can move. And so it'll be interesting to see how he fits that starting row, at, you know, with no experience. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. So Lakeside projected on top there, Magnolia. We know a little bit about the Panthers. <laughs> you know, I mentioned. I think I mentioned this in that interview, but they're right now, and we were going to try. I was going to try. I was trying to get Coach King, right? And I'm sure he would have met with oh, us, yeah. but I, I didn't think about it until I saw it on Coach Patton's Facebook last night. Coach King and the and the and the the Magnolia, the Red Panthers, <laughs> they're over in uh, in Southwest right now, Southwest Little Rock. Going through with Southwest, the Griffins, yeah. and they've got coaches from Harding, and they've got coaches from Sylvan Hills, and basically they're having a flex bone party. Flex bone party. Flex bone party. Because <laughs> you got four teams there, coaches from four teams, right. players from two, that are just out there doing some pretty awesome things yeah, with it. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> We've talked at length at, at how tough that flex bone is to stop. But Magnolia, what's scary about those dudes is they've got a lot of kids coming back from that team last year. Yeah. And, you know, that's a team that, that beat Little Rock Christian. They put it on Greenbrier in the playoffs. They played PA tough in the first half. And so watch out for the Magnolia Panthers to make some noise this year. I tell you, man, they're deep. They are. Number three uh, last year in the south was Texarkana. The Razorbacks finished seven and one on the year, three and zero in conference. Missed a bunch of games missed due to games. COVID. Uh, really hard to tell how talented that bunch was. Had a good record. Uh, beat a, a pretty good Moralton team in the playoffs. We'll say they beat beat Kevin Fairview or maybe. Yeah, I think they beat. I beat Magnolia. I want to say they beat. Um, I want to say they beat Moralton by one in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. They did great ball game there. And then we got Fairview coming in last year, fourth place in the South. Fairview finished six and five overall, three and two in conference. You know, Fairview is one of those teams that throughout the year, as you watched them play and watch some of their scores, of course, we didn't get to see a whole lot of the South, but they had some big old linemen and they ran the ball at yeah. will. They, and the, did they not beat Magnolia? 
I'd have to go back and look. I want to say they did, but I that know, may not be. I know they took Harrison right down to the wire. Yes, and they should sure did. And should have won the game, won. from what I understand. Keelon went oh, out. Oh, Keelon, yeah, went and won it. Yeah. And what I, did he win it, or did he go out in that game? He came back in. Yeah, that's right. He came back in and stopped on, on four consecutive plays on defense. That's right, yeah. At least three that may have punted, and then came in through the touchdown. Yeah, just. <laughs> just went and won the game. Yeah, just a legend. All right, and so in the fifth spot in the south, you got Hot Springs uh, that finished three and five on the season, two and two in conference play. Um, I forget coach's name down there at Hot Springs, but he he was a defensive coordinator or a, a coordinator there at Bryant, and he's really got that Hot Springs program turning in the right direction. So uh, look for look for good things out of Hot Springs this season. Hope finished up at sixth. In the sixth seed last year in the South, one and nine had a tough season, and then one and five in conference. And then DeQueen finished zero and nine and zero and five in conference play, and opted out of the playoffs. So, um, the South, you know, junk as we look at it and look down through there, it's got some good parity. There's some, especially those top four or five teams are really tough. Yeah, and so. You know, the last two or three years, it's it's been a fight every year for that that top first and second seed. Absolutely, and I I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not again this year. Yeah, and, and looking forward to the playoffs this year. You got the West faced up against the Central in the first round, and then the East and the South. So um, it'll be those first two spots will be really crucial. Yeah, I'm glad the East gets them this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, all right. Well, you got anything else? That's it, man. We better wrap, wrap, wrap this up because we got a lot of interviewing. Yeah. So that was our uh, 5A West and 5A South preview, and we'll be back later this week with your Central and your East. And I guess that is the end of Episode 5. Yes, sir. Season 2. See you guys soon. You've been listening to Between the Mats, your year-round source for Arkansas high school sports with Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, produced by Carl Spears. And special thanks to our sponsor, American Safeguard Insurance. I'm JB Brazil. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of Between the Mats.